0: We're good? All right. Good evening. You all got the ship going this way tonight. (laughs) I'll ask you to stand as we start our service by singing Blessed Be Your Name.
1: is so true whether it's sunshine and everything makes sense or whether it's dark clouds and raining the name of the Lord is always worthy to be praised and I pray that even tonight uh, that that's why we're here is to praise the name of Jesus and I, I like these, uh, uh, these services where we can call out our favorite hymns and, and uh, you be thinking mine's going to be number four to God be the glory I love that uh, but whatever yours might be, um, go ahead and grab a hymnal and, and be uh, looking it up, and uh, we'll, we'll sing that uh, here in just a moment. But I'm glad you're here tonight, and um, I, I welcome you, and uh, those of you that are watching online, uh, certainly glad that you're joining us as well. And I know we have folks that are out of town and taking advantage of the long uh, Memorial Day weekend uh, but I um, pray that God would give them a, a good time of refreshing and bring them back safely to us. But i um, delighted that we can meet together. And I just want to um, just just remind our church family about next Sunday. Missionary Rick Groover is going to be with us. And as I shared this morning, they recently were able to, uh, to help and, uh, and aid over at Ukraine. And um, there are those that are on the ground that's sharing the gospel. And God is, is working. And they're also providing meals. And so um, he'll be sharing about that as well as other a lot of exciting things happening right now with Global Impact Ministries, and, uh, and Rick was, and Tracy will be with us and, and uh, just uh, be in prayer for them as they travel, and, uh, and then we'll receive a love offering as well, so I want to remind you about that. And then Mission Week, this Wednesday, will be our packing night for the care packages. Uh, Doug is saying that we need over 600 care packages. We'll be going out into the community, and uh, those care packages are going to make it uh, in the hands of those that will have smiles on their faces, I know, and and I know it's going to be a blessing to us as well. And, and so you'll have a part in that. You, you might say, well, I can't come to Mission Week. Maybe you're working or something like that. Well, come on Wednesday night, and you'll play a part in that as we put these uh, packages together. So we'll be down in the Fellowship Hall at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. Also, men, don't forget our men's prayer group at 4.30 in the morning on Wednesday. A great way to start the day. And, um, and then Vacation Bible School is coming up as well, July the 5th through the 8th. And uh, there's a sign-up sheet uh, for that for volunteers. And uh, we're getting things prepared, getting ready for VBS. So uh, please be in prayer for that. And then, of course, our students going to Mobile, Alabama to m Looking forward to that. And let's pray for God to work and move and, and uh, do great things. And we'll be going out in the, the Mobile, Alabama area and sharing God's love. So uh, just be in prayer. Also, uh, remember our shut-in of the week, uh, Mac and uh, Carolyn McAllister. Uh, their information's in the bulletin and if you're watching online uh, you can access our bulletins by clicking on the info section you'll find the the weekly bulletins there and uh, Tuesday we'll post this one on there Uh, we don't post it but before Sunday because some folks might pull it up and say I don't like that service schedule so I won't go to church Um, now I don't think many people would do that but we just um, it'll be available on Tuesday and And all the shut-in of the week information is provided in there as well. Um, Also, uh, very important, we we mentioned this morning, uh, we're beginning the deacon nomination process. And uh, there are names listed in the bulletin. And so be in prayer about that. Uh, We'll be having deacon nomination coming up as well as our nominating committee uh, nomination will be coming up as well. Uh, Two very important uh, nominations, elections that are uh, vital in our church family. And I do remind you about our acts table over here to my right. A church that serves, and we have every ministry of our church on that table there on the sign-up sheet. And so, uh, we want to hear from you. Ask God to speak to your heart where God would have you to serve, and then communicate that to us. And that really helps our nominating committee as uh, we look to a new church here. So, uh, just want to remind you about these things, and let's remember those that couldn't be here, those that are sick, and those that are recovering from surgery, those that have upcoming surgeries. We want to remember them as we pray, and of course. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend, and may we never forget those that gave the ultimate sacrifice for the freedoms that we enjoy. And so um, maybe tomorrow uh, on Memorial Day, I know there'll be some, uh, some Memorial Day services. Uh, if you have an opportunity, those are always so special. One of the things, um, I, know, I know we don't like getting out of school later, but when we got out of school in the first or second week of June, uh, it allowed schools to have assemblies for Memorial Day, and uh, they would have, you know, uh, veterans come and speak and, and share, and and so uh, we kind of lose that with school getting out a little bit earlier. Uh, but we always need to be reminded of the freedoms that we enjoy, the price that was paid. So I just uh, just want to share that as we go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you for being here tonight, and um, before we continue to sing God's praise, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing us to be together tonight. And Lord, this holiday weekend, Lord, I know there's, there's some that are taking advantage and uh, they're out of town, they're camping, they're away. And just pray that you'll watch over them and, and give them a good time away and, and uh, bring them back to us safely. And, and Lord, we just thank you that we have the freedom, Lord, to, to go out and, and Lord, to not only go out and, and, uh, and go away for vacation. I know my family, we're planning on uh, going up to the mountains tomorrow. We thank you for that, Lord, the freedoms that we have in this nation to do that. And Lord, this nation is great because of you. You have blessed us from your hand. And Lord, I pray that we'll honor you. God, I pray for the leaders of our nation. I pray that we'll seek you. God, that we'll seek divine wisdom. Lord, I pray you'd have mercy on us. And Lord, I think about Roe versus Wade, and we've heard leaks and everything that it could be reversed. And God, would you do that, Lord? We pray on behalf of the unborn. Lord, that can't defend themselves. Lord, we call on your name and we pray that that would indeed be reversed. And And uh, those that that are opposing it. God, I pray that your strong arm, Lord, would, would, uh, would, be, uh, would move and exercise, and God, that this would indeed uh, be reversed. We just pray for our nation, and Lord, I pray for our churches, God, that we would be the example, just like we saw this morning, about how faith in Jesus, about how you do a work in our hearts, and those of us that are believers, Lord, we're unified together, one faith, one Lord, and one baptism, and may we be the witness, Lord, Uh, Here in our community, may the church of God across this land, Lord, the pulpits across this land, may we preach the word of God with the anointing of God, Lord, may it go forth and may lives be changed, and Lord, may we be your witnesses, may we be light in this dark world, so help our nation, Lord Jesus, and then, God, as we gather here tonight, we pray for our shut-in, we pray for those that are hurting, those that are sick, I pray, God, that you would touch and be merciful, dear Lord, those that have upcoming tests and procedures, we pray for good news, We pray, Lord, for successful procedures. And God, we'll give you the praise and glory for it all. For those battling cancer, God, would you be merciful? Lord, we lift them up to you. And then, Lord, I thank you as we meet together tonight. I pray that you will be glorified. And, Lord, that you will be praised. And, God, that we'll hear from you. We'll look to you. God, that you will speak and we'll respond. And, Lord, we know that it will be for your glory and for our good, we ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen. Let's stand together in fellowship. Tell somebody you love them. Tell somebody you're glad to see them tonight.
0: songs. Anybody else? Last call. All right. What we're going to do is one to two verses <coughs> excuse me, of each of these. And ushers, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, page 557 will be our offering. So that might be a lot between now and then, but 557 is the one you're going to be, uh, people need the Lord. That's what you're going to be listening for. Page four, if you're following in your hymnal and Cindy hadn't had a chance, to God be the glory, and we'll give her this list real quick. To God be the glory. The lily of the valley, which is 189. Um, 440, 438, which is Heaven came down, 448. Yeah. Um, just a closer walk with ye, and people need the Lord. All right. So, starting with To God Be the Glory, we'll do the first and last verses.
1: For just allowing us to gather back at your house tonight lord lord we just thank you for all those in attendance and those that are listening online lord just pray that you'll continue to bless them this week lord and lord as we uh, as we uh, uh, take these tithes and offers we just pray that you'll use those to to grow and glorify your kingdom these things we ask in jesus name amen, amen. couple of songs that we sang that remind me of Ridgecrest Um, when I was a student and in youth ministry we uh, would go to Ridgecrest for winter weekend every year and just some great memories of of that and uh, they they call it winter weekend student life uh, or student disciples or disciple life I'll get it right in a minute disciple life and um, and we just uh, we had some great times we'd sing that song people need the Lord and and uh, back in those days, uh, there would be a skid or, or something that a group would do with it, and and um, it was just so touching and just some precious memories uh, recalling those days gone by at, at Ridgecrest, and and um, and then uh, more recently, when I, as a as a youth pastor, we uh, I took uh, our youth up one one uh, weekend for winter weekend. This was probably it's hard to believe, probably 15 years or so ago, and the uh, first time I ever heard that song, uh, "Blessed Be the Name." And uh, just just a great reminder in song, you know, that whether things are going great and the sun's shining or whether it's not. You know, it's dark and and it's cloudy or rainy, uh, difficult times. The Lord is always worthy to, to be praised. And then, of course, we think of Job who lost it all. And he says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm grateful that no matter what, God equips us and God enables us and empowers us to be able to praise Him through the storms. And He gives us the grace and help and strength that we need. God is always faithful. And if we know the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior, there's a spiritual strength that we have that a lost and dying world doesn't have. And we as the church, as a part of the family of God, by faith in the Lord Jesus, we have a strength available. And that's what I want us to see here in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verses 14 and 20. And... Um, we're going to talk about God's power here uh, tonight. And uh, not only God's power, but we're also going to talk about God's love, His agape love, His, His uh, perfect love, and then also God's ability. God's power, His love, and His ability. I'm grateful for that. We love Him because He first loved us. It's not our strength, but it's His strength. And, and I'm grateful for God's ability. And uh, here in this passage is basically a prayer that the Apostle Paul uh, gifts and and um, and there's humility that you find at the very heart of um, of serving the Lord and and, um, and and Paul's humility and we'll see that his posture was that he bowed to his knees and um, and he he looked to the Lord and, and the, the apostle Paul prayed and and he understood that he was God's servant he was Christ's servant and and so the the apostle Paul is praying in this verse and there's some strength here that are for believers that I pray that would encourage us tonight here in 2022. And I just want to begin tonight by asking you, have you ever been around something that was so powerful it made the hair on your neck stand up? Maybe some of you have been to Cape Canaveral. Maybe you've witnessed a a launch or something. I can't imagine what that might be like. And there have been times that I've been uh, to a ball game, whether it's Clemson or uh, Braves or whatever, and and, uh, the National Anthem, and... And then here comes those fighter jets. And on a memorial day like today, uh, they may do the missing man formation. But when those things fly over, if you're not expecting it, man, it does. It just, it just kind of gets your attention and uh, makes the, the hair on your neck stand up. Uh, what about uh, a lightning storm? You know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're in your house and, and all of a sudden there's a big flash of light. And you know what's about to come. And here comes the thunder right behind it. And it shakes the walls. And man, we're talking about awe-inspiring power. And that's the kind of power of God. Uh, you know, Job was, was kind of debating with the Lord. And, um, and, and God finally replies. And one of the questions that God asked Job is, Can you send a lightning bolt and direct a lightning bolt where it can go? Can you hold a lightning bolt in your hand? Well, the answer is, no. We can't do that. But God can. The power of God. Uh, You know, a power that we realize that, that we're just, we're nothing compared to that. It kind of puts things in perspective. And when I think about God's power, I'm reminded about how God is able to bring the dead back to life. We saw that with Lazarus. Uh, where, where Jesus was four days late and Martha's even telling him, don't go into the tomb. He stinks by now. He's decaying and he's for sure dead. And Jesus calls his name and he comes out of the tomb. And then, of course, we know that uh, in the middle of the day when the sinless Son of God was on the cross and they crucified him and sac- he sacrificed himself for my sin and for yours. And, and as the sin of the world was, was placed on the Lord Jesus on the cross, it got just as dark as midnight as it could be, and it was dark, and, and, and there Jesus breathes His last and said, It is finished, and, and he, uh, he died in our place, and then three days later, by the power of God, He got up and walked out of the grave, and that's the same power that is available to you and me as Christians tonight. The same power of God that created the universe and just spoke this universe into existence. God said, Let there be... And then it came into being. He took nothing and created something. What a mighty God that we serve. That's the power that I'm talking about. Be encouraged tonight, child of God. We have a power available to us. The power of God. It's not my power. It's not my ability. It's His power and His ability. And uh, that's what we see in Paul's prayer tonight. So let's focus tonight on the source of the spiritual strength of the church. I'm talking about the believers in Christ the family of God, the source of this, of this strength that we were talking about. It's not the flesh, but it's the Spirit, the, the Spirit of God. And so first of all, in verses 14 through 17, I want us to see God's power here in these verses. Follow along uh, as, I, as I read, beginning at verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time together. God, encourage us tonight as only you can. Lord, I pray that your word will go forth with the touch of God, the anointing of God, Lord, speak to us tonight. May we commit to you tonight. God, may we be closer to you. Lord, may we be encouraged as we think about your power and your ability and your love. Lord, have your way and will, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever had someone ask you, how do you do it? Maybe you handled a certain situation. It was tough and maybe it was overwhelming. Maybe it was some kind of bad news. Maybe bad news about a a loved one Uh, or, or maybe, you know, you were taking care of a situation and and, um, and, and it was just a, a long, drawn-out thing, and it, just, it was just overwhelming. Maybe you were going through something that was very difficult, and, 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 and you showed maybe some self-control, or uh, you showed a, a faith in the Lord that, that no matter what, you're just going to rely on God and just keep pressing on. And, and people witnessed that, and they said, How do you do it? You know, well, the answer to that question is, it's, it's not me or it's not you, but it's God. He makes the difference if we'll rely on Him. And we'll pray and we'll read His Word and apply His Word to our hearts and lives. What a difference that makes. I'm talking about relying on the power of God. Not our strength. We're limited and we'll run out. We'll, we'll, we'll go, we're on fumes, on empty, and then we just we reach our limits. But the power of God makes a difference. And so as Paul prayed for these believers in this passage, we're going to find that God's power is available to believers in Christ. God's power is available to the church. It's a power the world doesn't know about, a power that that we can know about as we turn to God and as we trust in Him. And and so the the phrase, notice with me here in in verse 14, the phrase, for this reason, that's a reference, of course we saw some of this this morning, but that's a reference to God's great plan of bringing the Jews and the Gentiles together into one family, the family of God. And how does that happen? How does God bring these two together? Well, we're Gentiles tonight. We're not not Jews. You know, we've been brought into the family of God. How does that happen? It happens by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing Jesus died for our sin and trusting in Jesus. Turning from our sin and turning from the world and turning to Jesus. That's called repentance. Believe and, and repent. And then we're brought into the family of God. And and aren't you glad, as as I shared this morning, aren't you glad that we're part of the family of God? I mean, thank you, Lord Jesus. What a privilege, especially when you think about the cost. I mean, I look to that cross, and it's a symbol of the bloody cross, the old rugged cross, where Jesus paid it all, and He shed His blood for your sins and mine. And I'm grateful that through the blood of Jesus, by trusting in the Lord Jesus, my sin, your sin, has been washed away. And uh, we are reconciled or we are made right with God. And we have then been adopted into the family of God. And by faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God comes in and takes up residence in our hearts. And then we have the power of God by faith that's available to us. What a, what a powerful God. What a mighty God that we serve. What a wonderful price that you and I could have never paid that Jesus paid uh, on, on our behalf. I'm grateful To be a part of the family of God. Before Paul prays, he's wanting believers to join him in grasping the greatness of God's plan to bring people into the family of God. To to allow people to become a part of the church. The church that Jesus himself established. The church that Jesus died for. And the church, praise God, that Jesus is going to come again uh, to receive. Praise God for that. You know... Uh, before the sun sets, the trumpet could sound. We could say, goodbye, world, goodbye. And Jesus could call us up together to be with him. He's coming again for his church. And by faith in Jesus, we're a part of the church. And, and so Paul is wanting to remind them of the greatness of God. And so the posture is seen here. Notice in verse, uh, as, as Paul is praying, in verse 14, he says, I bow to my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we sang this morning, we bow down, you know, and that's that's right, that's the right posture, we bow down. I believe when we see Jesus face to face one day, I believe we're going to fall to our face and bow down in worship. I can't imagine what that day's going to be like when we see Jesus face to face, but what a day, glorious day, that's going to be. And Paul says he bows to his knees, you know, out of reverence for God. And then in verse 15, according to the riches of His glory, here it is, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit. You know, we should all pray like this, remembering that it's His strength. It's not ours. It's His strength through the Spirit. Paul is bowing down. Why? Because Jesus is worthy. God is great. He's all-powerful. And so Paul is reminding the believers about that. You know, our strength and our ability, we're limited. And and we're flawed. We fall short. And there's going to come a time where where we just run out. But God's not like that. He's not like us. The power that we see here in, in verse 15. The whole family in heaven and earth is named. That He would grant you according, listen to this, to the riches of His glory. To be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. What a power. God's power, God's strength, that power is available to all believers. I believe the problem today is that many of us are convinced that we are great. Man, we're just deceiving ourselves. You know, we might, we might be convinced that we can handle things and we can do things on our own strength, and, and then if we do happen to get overwhelmed, then we turn to God. But the reality is that without Jesus, we can do nothing. That's what Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. I mean, we're, bank- we're bankrupt without the Lord, without His power. His power makes a difference. Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way of death. So if I strut around and I think I can do it, and I'm relying on myself and I think I'm somebody, you know, the Bible also says pride comes before fall. And man, what a, what a hum- humility uh, uh, lesson that we'll learn when we think that we're good enough. We need His power. We need His strength. So our prayers must include a recognition of how great God is. I think that's that's a great way to begin any prayer, is reminding ourselves of the greatness of God. He's the great Creator. He's the great I Am. I mean, He's the Alpha and Omega. I mean, God is mighty, and He is supreme, and He is true, and He is living, and He is self-sufficient. You know, we want to be self-sufficient, don't we? we? We don't want to rely on anybody, including God. We just want to do our own thing and live our own life. Well, the best thing we can do is realize that we are always going to fall short. And we need to take ourselves off the throne and put God on the throne and rely on His power. Let His power be the difference. Our prayers, that's why we begin on Wednesday nights by giving God praise. And it's my prayer that as we meet on Wednesday nights, you know, as we meet, we're reminded of how great God is, of who it is that we're praying to. Oh, how great he is. He's the great creator. And I believe that's what Paul is is doing here. He is reminding the believers uh, about how great God is. The God that he is bowing down to, that he is praying to. We're limited. Our ways fail. Our power fails. But his power makes the difference. Think about how foolish it is. And we do this all the time. And i I'm the first one. I'll admit it. You know, we think about as the created that that we can handle things on our own. But the creator, he can can really handle anything on his own. And we need to trust in him and rely on him. What a difference. Paul prayed that our inner man, do, do you see that? Our inner man or our spiritual life would be strengthened through the Holy Spirit. There's no power like God's power. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever experienced the power of God in your life and you just look back on it and say, Thank you, Lord. There's no explanation except God. Lord, you did that. God, you brought me through. I didn't know how I... You know, isn't it great when God proves himself over and over and, and we find that indeed that his grace is always sufficient? I mean, it would probably scare us to death if we knew what we might face this week or we knew what we might face in, in a few weeks. But I'm telling you, though it might scare us if God would allow us to know what's coming, His grace will always be sufficient. And His strength is always perfect. what, What a mighty God that we serve. There's no power like God's power. Just as Paul prayed for the believers in Ephesus to experience God's power in their inner man or their spirit, it's my prayer that we would also experience God's power through the Holy Spirit. Notice here that Paul never says that we would be strong in ourselves or that we would rely on ourselves. No. It's the inner man. It's the, it's the power of God through the Holy Spirit. God's power. You see, it's, it's a spiritual focus, not a focus on the flesh. The reality is God gave up on the flesh in the Garden of Eden. I mean, the, fe- the flesh failed. God gave up on it. We are rebellious against God, separated from God by sin. Our flesh fails. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust His own. Let's trust in the power of God through the Spirit of God. We've been saved by faith in Jesus and we've been brought to life spiritually. The Holy Spirit of God. God Himself indwells our hearts. He's not just alongside of us, as I point out often. He's within us. And as believers, we should rely more on our spiritual self than our flesh. We need to be strong spiritually. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God, not full of ourselves, not full of the junk of the world. We need to empty ourselves of that and be filled with the Spirit of God. That, that happens when we, we pray like John the Baptist prayed. He must increase, but I must decrease. Don't we need Him more and more? I need less and less of myself. I need more of Him. And so the business of living our lives totally relying on our strength and on our emotions and on our flesh and on ourselves, that, that needs to die. We should experience God's power, and that will give us the strength we need to grow spiritually. So as believers, Christ actually dwells in our hearts through faith in, in, uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's, He strengthens us by His power. God help us to see that is Christ in us. It's not me, myself and I. No, it's I die to self. I trust in Christ and the Holy Spirit of God, the power of God. What a difference that makes. So the source of the spiritual strength of this church is God Himself. It's not us, it's God. Maybe, maybe you're, you, you've just been worn out. You, you've lived in this world trying to do things on your own, relying on yourself you know, thinking, How, what am I going to do? And, and you're just doing the best you can, but it's, it just never seems to satisfy and you, you fall short. Well, let's look to God. Let's rely on God. Isn't it great when we call on the Lord in prayer? We get in our prayer closet and we take time away from it all and just get away and get along with God. What a difference that makes. That gets us in touch with a power that's beyond this world, of the power of God that's able. But also... We see in verses 17 through 19, God's love. The love that's stated here is agape love. That's God's love. Look at this here in uh, in verse 17, the latter part of verse 17. Being rooted and grounded in what? In love. God's love. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and depth and height. I mean, God's love is so deep and wide. We, we, can't, we can't even begin to fathom it. I mean, we sing it with our preschools. You know, deep and wide, deep and wide. We, 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 and then we mix it up and say wide and deep, wide and deep. And we're talking about His love. And it's so deep and it's so wide that we can't even begin to comprehend it. It's God's love. It's an unconditional love. Agape love. It's, it's a perfect love. It can't be improved upon because it's perfect. That's the God that we believe in. He's perfect. He doesn't fall short. He doesn't make mistakes. He's perfect. He cannot be improved upon, including His love. There's nothing that you and I can do to make God love us anymore. And there's nothing we can do to make Him love us any less. The unconditional, perfect love of God. That's the love that we're talking about here. We use love. Love in such a way that it's easy for us to think that God's love is, is like our love, conditional and, and changing. His love is not like ours. I'm grateful for that tonight. His love is constant and His love is unconditional. And God proved His love when Jesus came and willingly died and demonstrated the greatest love mankind's ever known. He died for you. What an amazing love. His love's not like our love. That's the love that we're talking about here. Notice again the latter part of verse 17. That this that, that it's being rooted, that it's being grounded in love. The faith is, is what he's talking about. is it's, it's His roots will go deep and will be grounded in his love. His perfect, unconditional love. When we placed our faith in Jesus, we experienced the greatest love of all. His love... As we placed our faith in Him, it's deeply rooted, and it's grounded. It's a solid foundation for us. It can't be moved. It doesn't fade. And it is constant because of the deep roots and the foundation. Uh, it's, it's grounded in His love. That's why we have in common as believers the love of God. It should be constantly reminding us of His love, His perfect love. That we love each other, we serve each other we, as we serve the Lord. We shouldn't be tearing each other down. We shouldn't be gossiping about each other, hurting each other, lying to each other, stabbing each other in the back. And if you were to flip over to Ephesians 4, verse 29, you would see that we are to edify each other. And that, that means we don't tear down, but we build up, build each other up. Also, Proverbs six nineteen states, one of the things that God hates is a false witness that speaks lies and he sows discord among the brethren. What is that? Sowing discord. That's spreading rumors. And that's, uh, that's undermining someone's character. Speaking lies and stirring up conflict. Do you have somebody like that in your life? Here they come. And, and you know, more than likely, what they've got to say is probably tearing somebody down. It's not edifying. It's not building up. And they might even be speaking lies, sowing discord among the brethren. I just want you to know that someone like that is acting like the devil. Someone like that is not honoring God. Do you have someone like that in your life? It's such a distraction. The best thing you can do is distance yourself from them. And by the way, if a person like that always comes to you, why do they come to you? I mean, what kind of testimony does it say about you that you would entertain that kind of conversation? I mean, it doesn't speak... You know, highly of someone that would entertain that. The best thing we can do is is be more interested in the truth, and be more interested in building up, be more interested in, in loving others, be more interested in loving God and honoring God. Some, somebody like that will, will suck the life out of your, or suck the life and the joy uh, out of your walk with God. You know, we've experienced the greatest, most powerful love through faith in Jesus, the greatest love of all. And that love's just going to come out. We're going to love each other. We're going to build each other up. We're going to be on each other's side. You know, we're going to help bear each other's burdens. We're going to be there. We're going to love each other. So Paul prays uh, that that God's will for all believers to to discover together God's love. The result is love for one another. Fully grasp God's love. It's impossible because it's so great. And it's so deep. It's so wide. But I'm telling you, we'll grasp it one day when we see Him face to face. What a day that's going to be. But until then, may we love each other. Build each other up. Grounded in love, Paul says, that we'll be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. How do we sort of grasp that? You know, we we live out His love. We're, We're showing the the, the width and length and, and, and depth and height. We're, we're not controlled by the flesh, but controlled by the Spirit. Looking to God, honoring God, building each other up. To know, here it is, verse 19, the love of Christ which passes knowledge that we or you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, let's, let's, let's just become more and more familiar with God's love as we love each other. Not focusing on self, but focusing on others. Focusing on Christ. Be Christ-like. Put others ahead of yourself. It's normal for a church to show love for each other. To put others ahead of self. To help others that are hurting. It's normal. That's the way it should be. But the problem today is that, that too often that love is not demonstrated as it should be. What a powerful witness in a lost and dying world when a body of believers... Show love for one another. Encourage one another. Reach out to one another. To somehow grasp and comprehend. With all the saints. I'm talking about other believers. uh, Back in verse 18. The width and length and depth and height. We just continually comprehend and, and, and try to understand more and more His love as we show that love to others. So the source of the spiritual strength of the church is God... Himself and not us. He's the source of that strength. The source of the spiritual strength of the church is God's love. But I want us to see in closing tonight the source of the spiritual strength of the church is God's ability. It's not ours, it's His ability. Look with me in verse 20. Now to Him who is able. <laughs> I love that. He's able. Now to Him, the Lord Jesus, who is able. Notice what He's able to do. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To Him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Paul closes out his prayer, reminding that he's able. Don't you love it when an athlete, maybe after a game, a big game, they just give glory. First of all, I want to give glory to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they get it. But that's just a silly game, right? You know, they, they throw a ball, they catch a ball, or, or, or whatever. They, they shoot a ball in a basket. Whatever. That, that, that game, though it's imported at that moment, next year's not really going to matter, and a hundred years from now it's really not going to matter. But th- there's, a, there's a greater game called the game of life. And, and who are we relying on? Do we really think, that God created us for ourselves. Well, that's a, that's a miserable way to live. Live our life relying on ourself and living for ourselves. No, we're reminded in, in Colossians chapter 1 that God made us for himself. He created us and he made us for himself, not for us. And so verse 20, notice the first phrase of verse 20. Now unto him that is able. Talking about the Lord Jesus. He's always able. Always. There's never a time that he's not. Guess what? There's always a time that I'm not able. You know what I'm talking about? If I'm relying on me, I will always not be able. But God is always able. To him that is able. I don't mean to bust anybody's bubble tonight. But it's all about God's ability and not ours. Think about it. Did we not see that when, when the Lord anointed the next king of Israel? You know, there's there's Jesse's sons all lined up. Oh, they, they, on the outside, they were strong. And, and all of David's brothers, man, they looked like that they were fit and they should have been the next king of Israel. But that's not who God was, was looking for. God was looking isn't there another one? Yeah, the shepherd, he, he's young. He's, he's, out, he's out tending the, you know, the, the field, the flocks, and all that. And, and so, but that God doesn't look at the, at the outward appearance, but he looks where? In the heart. You remember Gideon? That's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. <laughs> the almighty man of valor. And Gideon's, you you're talking to me? <laughs> Gideon didn't see it, but God saw the potential that Gideon could be Not because of Gideon's ability, but God's ability. That's the difference. We always are limited. We always fall short. One thing that blows my mind that I see today in a lot of people is the arrogance, self-promotion, that they give themselves so much credit. Now, we want to have it all. I mean, we want to be on the right track, and we want to accomplish goals and, and all of that. But we have to understand that without God, we're absolutely nothing. You remember what James said. This is a great uh, reminder, especially as we come to an end of a school year, and, and we have you know college students that are uh, that are thinking about a career and, and making these career choices. And you know uh, James says you you know you go to such a city and you plan to go there for so long and, and uh, you know how long you're going to stay and and, um, and you're going to buy and sell and you're going to make money and and all of this and. And and you got all these plans, but basically James says, you don't even know what tomorrow holds. And that might kind of scare us a little bit. We don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. My goodness, our hearts were were, were so broken this week at what happened in Texas. You know, parents dropped their kids off to school, and little did they know that that would be the last time they'd ever see them. God have mercy. We don't know what a day's going to hold. I don't know what a day's going to hold. But God's already there. Nothing ever takes God by surprise. We're surprised, but nothing ever takes God by surprise. So why would we not rely on God's ability? Because my ability falls short every time. We must come to the reality of our inability and his ability. You know, where our inability Stops, that's where His ability is. We, we just, we fall short. It's not us who is able to do exceeding abundantly. But it's God. And His ability goes far beyond our expectation. It leaves us saying, God did that. Give God the glory. God brought me through this, and God brought me through that. God is able. God is faithful. I just wonder about the potential in our lives, what is it that God in His ability would do in and through us if we would just cooperate with him, if we would just trust him and obey him man what the what potential is there? The sky's the limit, and I pray that if the Lord tarries, maybe God allows us to be here ten, twenty, thirty years from now that our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids that they will know one thing about us and that is That we trusted in God's power and we knew of God's love and we relied on his ability and all that we did was what God did in and through us but we got to trust him and obey him God wants to work in and through us if we'll only cooperate with him he'll do that so what about us tonight I'm asked every head bowed and every eye closed do you know of God's power do you know of God's love what about God's ability Are you worn out trying to do it by your strength, relying on yourself? Maybe you're burdened with life because you've relied on your strength and your ability. It's wearing you out. Well, why not turn to the Lord and trust Him tonight? It could be that maybe God's calling us to salvation. We've never experienced God's love because we've never trusted in Him. Oh, how He loves you tonight. Just like we sang, people need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, He's the open door. Oh, how we need the Lord. Turn to Him tonight and experience His great love. The love of God through Jesus. He died for you. Is God calling you to salvation tonight? Place your faith in Jesus tonight. Have you experienced God's love? What about His ability? Stop fighting. Stop striving and start trusting, and let's give it to God and experience the difference that His ability can make. The reality is God can do more in one second than we can do in a lifetime of striving. Let's trust in Him. Heavenly Father, have Your way and will in our hearts and lives tonight, we ask. May we trust You and obey You tonight, whatever You lead us to do, for Your glory and for our good, in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you to come. I'll ask that you please stand. Donna's going to lead a hymn of invitation. She's going to sing a hymn of invitation. I encourage you to come tonight. Let's experience God's power and His love and His ability tonight. Let's turn to Him tonight. I know you'll be glad you did. Let's let God have His way. Say yes to the Lord tonight.
2: With a-
1: A ship without a sail? And are, are you so lost right now because you're without Jesus? If that's the case, it doesn't have to stay that way. Is God speaking to your heart tonight to come to Him? Why don't you do that right now? Stop living on your own and, and stop being like a ship without a sail. He will guide you and He will help you and He will give you His strength. Maybe you're here tonight and you know, Pastor Mark, I know I'm, I'm saved. I've, I've settled that. I've trusted in Christ. But I've been living by my own strength. And it's wearing me out. Why don't you turn to Him tonight and let His strength make the difference. Trust in Him. The altar is open. I'd love to pray with you tonight. No more singing. Just responding to the Lord tonight. Would you come? Thank you so much, and I just encourage you uh, this week. Just think about Ephesians uh, chapter three and, and verse twenty: that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. God is, not me, not you, but God is. And I pray that, that would that we just kind of chew on that, meditate on that this week. God is able; He'll do exceeding abundantly if we'll just trust Him. I pray that that would we'll experience that verse like never before this week. Thank you for being here tonight, and and once again, I pray you have a wonderful Memorial Day tomorrow, and and, uh, even if you just stay home and sit on the hammock or the back deck, that's great. Uh, It's great to enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy today. So I hope you have a wonderful uh, Memorial Day, and um, then uh, again, uh, men, I want to remind you about our men's prayer group at uh, 4.30 Wednesday morning, and then, of course, Wednesday night meeting at 7 as well. So have a wonderful week, and I'm going to ask David, if you would, brother, would you close us in prayer?